1: Lightning fans, you've found the right show for everything you need to know about your favorite team in the NHL. It's the Lightning Insider Podcast with Eric Erlinson. Get ready for insight, historical perspective, interviews, and breaking news that comes from a reporter insider who's got near 20 years on the Tampa Bay Lightning beat. Now for the latest with the Lightning, here's Eric. Hello again. Welcome back to lightninginsider.com, the podcast from lightninginsider.com I am Eric Erlinson. Lightning finish off a disappointing three game road trip with a disappointing and frustrating loss to the Winnipeg Jets, they fall by a score of 4-2 to and the game was a lot closer than 4-2 and uh, it's, it's a tough way to lose this game it's a tough way to end this road trip for Tampa Bay which you know I I had said it leading into the start of the trip which began Tuesday in Chicago that they had to win this game in Chicago they had to beat the Blackhawks you could not afford to lose that game because the final two games on the trip were going to be difficult certainly Minnesota is always difficult, and Winnipeg is not an easy place to play. Even though the Lightning have had success in that building since the Atlanta Thrashers had moved into Winnipeg, so the Lightning have had their share of success in that building over the last handful of years. But the you know the Jets are playing well this year. They got Rick Bonus behind the bench. Connor Hellebuck is playing back at his usual high level you know, they've got a, a plethora of, you know, players who can score, so you knew it was going to be a, um, a task to try and pull two points out of the last game on the road trip, and sure enough, they only finished with the two points on the road trip, and that was the two points that they had to slog their way through in Chicago, and... You know, I, I, I chose frustrating and disappointing for a couple of different reasons. I think it's disappointing on this level. You played extremely well when the game was 5-on-5. Five five. Winnipeg had a total of 10 shots on goal during 5-on-5 five five play. Now, there were about, I don't know, 17, 18 minutes ...of five-on-five playing this game. You had a couple of four-on-four four situations. You, you, you had a, you know, a handful of, of power plays on both sides. But that's the disappointing part. is You did what you felt you had to do... ...to put yourself in position to win the game. And just because you put yourself in position to win a game... ...with how you play doesn't mean you're going to win it. This is hockey... Sometimes it just doesn't work that way. A goalie can steal a game. You can make one bad mistake in a game and it costs you. There's a lot of variables in this game. So what you have to do is put yourself in position to give you the best chance to win a game. And five on five, the Lightning did that. And I think that's why it's disappointing you don't walk away with at least a point out of this game, let alone two, because you did enough to put yourself in position to win the game and couldn't get it done. So that's the disappointing part. Here's the frustrating part on a couple of different levels in this game. First of all, the Lightning had only been... uh, only had to face a 5-on-3 or a 3-on-5 penalty kill once all year. And it was a total of a minute 36, give or take, if my memory is correct here and you hadn't given up a 5-on-3 goal all year the Jets had two lengthy 5-on-3 opportunities in this game and you know when you're having to face a long 5-on-3 you have to have a couple of things happen for you you have to win a face off and get the puck out of the zone or if you lose the faceoff, you have to get some sort of a stoppage or a clear. And the Lightning couldn't do that on either of these situations. You have to relieve pressure and take time off the clock. If you allow a team, any team, especially Winnipeg, who has a Norris-caliber defenseman in Josh Morrissey this year, Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Nikolai Ehlers was back tonight. They got some really good players on their power play. And if you can't relieve pressure, it's very difficult to kill off a five-on-three in those scenarios. Well, sure enough, two of Winnipeg's goals in this game came with a five-on-three advantage. The other frustrating part about that is the penalties that led the initial power plays in both those situations... questionable calls and I say questionable not because Cal Foot didn't deserve a holding penalty you get your free hand up on a player's shoulder especially in the situation which he did tonight where he took away a potential scoring opportunity it's going to get called every day of the week I don't care it's a penalty did Mark Shifley go down a little too easy you can make that argument so maybe you're, you're frustrated that that didn't get evened up. But Cal Foote did take away a scoring opportunity. So in a referee's eyes, I can see why they didn't call it that way. But you could have called an embellishment call. They didn't. And then 10, 11 seconds in to that power play, Nick Paul takes an undisciplined high sticking call. You can't get your stick up high. You have to be disciplined with your stick. And Nick Paul wasn't, and you put yourself in a, in a tough situation having to face a long five-on-three against, and that's what happened. On the second one, and, and look, and, and this is part of the frustration on this, there were a ton of calls that the Lightning... Felt should have been penalties. There was one blatant interference call on Kyle Connor in the second period that went uncalled, that gave Nate Schmidt a wide open opportunity to walk down the slot and get a scoring chance that went uncalled. And there were a couple of those type of game, uh, moments in the game. You know, I, I sit next to Chief there, and he talked about the number of interference calls the Jets got away with, and and that's the frustrating part. Miss calls or missed calls, they happen. All the time, but when they continue to happen within the same game, you, you get frustrated. Especially when you t- when you take some of these penalties that led to these five on three, because again, the second first part of the five on three was a cross checking call on Steven Stamkos, who, you know, you don't see a cross checking call. Maybe it's because he came in with some speed, whatever it was. They called it. You put your team in another precarious situation. It's a 2-2 game at that time. And then off the faceoff, Vladislav Nemestikov backhands a puck out of play. It's an automatic call. So you cannot argue that at all. There was no deflection. There was nobody around putting pressure on Vlad Nemestikov. And in, this is where, you know, a high sticking penalty is one form of, of not being disciplined this delay game call on Domestikov is another. Why are you putting that puck in the air? Bank it off the low boards. There's no reason to try and flip that puck off the glass, especially on your backhand. We know you don't have as much control on your backhand. It's it's time and situation. You have to understand you're already down a man, and you can't take the risk. We talk a lot about risk plays From an offensive standpoint, there are risk plays on defense, too, and this is a risk play where you can't put the puck on your backhand and and flip it into the air and take the chance. Pucks roll all the time. It's a lot easier to control the puck on your forehand with the curved blade right, than it is on your forehand. So don't put yourself into a position that you could potentially... You know, he had time to bank it off the low part of the boards, You know, don't scoop under it. You know, it ends up being a minute 53 or five on three time. And again, you can't get a clear. You can't get a stoppage. You need one of those two things to happen to relieve the pressure and give yourself a chance to kill off a lengthy five on three. Get a change, whatever it is. So a couple of frustrating and yet undisciplined situations that put the lightning in those situations. Now, the four-on-four goal that they allowed, this was uh, another frustrating part, self-inflicted frustration. You are the Lightning, and you control the first period. Like, you controlled the first period. I think shots were 11-3, 11-4 in the first, and you get matching minors late in the period. So both teams are skating four-on-four, and you have a complete breakdown of coverage it's trying to figure out and going back and watching the replay where the fault lies and I think it it lies with all four players on the ice because again it's a complete breakdown of playing four on four D sometimes you play man to man four on four sometimes you play a little bit more of a zone situation But I'm not sure what was going on in this one. Because you had Eric Chernak, who is your right-side defenseman, was up near the left circle. Ian Cole was below him. You had Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov over on the other side of the ice. And Kucherov is following Josh Morrissey up the boards and Morrissey cuts back and Kucherov continues to go high. So now you've put Point in a position where he's got two guys in his if it's a zone, he's got two guys in his zone. So Morrissey lays the puck off for Kyle Connor. Morrissey drops low. Point stays with Morrissey, protects the down low play, and Kyle Connor a 40 goal scorer. Nikita Kucherov, and again, I'm not saying this is all on, on, on Kucherov. Now, he did have a, a soft pass to try and get out of the zone that sort of led to this. But on, on the on the coverage play, Kucherov, and this is where there's a breakdown of communication. He tries to follow and stays high. He, he tries to worry about what's going on at the left point. Because there is a player that's open up there. And again, Chernak is kind of a no man's land stuck around the hash marks. Between the hash marks and the and the inner inner, inner edge of the circle. Which leaves Kyle Connor, again, a 40-plus goal scorer, with all kinds of time. He had enough time and space. I, I don't know. I don't know what the analogy is. to to walk to the sunshine skyway from Amelie Arena without being touched. That's how much time and space he had. You can't give a player, especially in a four-on-four situation, especially a a, a goal scorer like Kyle Connor, that much time and space, and he had all day long to walk down the the, the circle and, you know, deliver a shot on net, a wide-open shot on net that it was awarded to Pierre-Luc Dubois In front, I'm not sure where it hit him, if it hit him. Either way, you give Kyle Connor that much space. So again, it's a frustrating situation because you control the first period and then you have a complete defensive zone breakdown of coverage that allows Winnipeg to get out of that period 1-1.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
1: Don't be left out. Make sure you subscribe to the Lightning Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else where podcasts are found. Now, here again is there. Kitty Kucherov scores a minute and a half in the second period. You're like, okay, they didn't let that goal bother them. They're going to go on and play here. And, and then that's when they got into the five-on-three trouble. One in the second period that allowed Winnipeg to tie a 2-2, and then the goal-ahead goal is scored uh, five-on-three in the third period and you can't say the lighting didn't have power play chances. Yeah, there were a lot of calls let go, but they had chances later in the game. When the game was tied 2-2, when they were down 3-2, they had two power play chances after they fell down 3-2 and did almost nothing with them. Now, Steven Stamkos had a really really good look on one of them. Hellebuck makes a really good save and then Dylan Demello cleared a puck as it was uh, heading towards the goal line that would have tied the game, and that was a rebound chance off that uh, stop that Hellebuck made on Stamkos. So Stamkos was denied goal number 499 of his career. But, you know, they had a they get a power play with a minute 30, minute 40 left in regulation. They pull Vasilevsky to make it 6-4, 6-on-4, uh, and didn't really do much with it. And then this is where... Sometimes you don't have the right type of focus and the right type of mental intensity. Because Winnipeg gets a a contested clear out of the zone, and then Braden Point stops skating, and Mikhail Sergachev doesn't get there fast enough. And then by the time Point recognizes what's going on, it's too late. And he can't get to the... It's a wraparound chance. So Sergachev is trying to disrupt... The play behind the net and then post is uh, point is too late to recognize to get to the post to try and stop the, the wraparound Tr- chance. It's four, two, and it's, uh, it's pretty much game over at that point. So that's the frustrating part, uh, for Tampa Bay. So a disappointing and frustrating setback in Winnipeg ends the trip. One and two, Victor Hedman, in case you didn't know this, did not play in the game. He returned home. Uh, he, um, You know, the family is expecting their second child, so he came home a day early. The lighting are off until Tuesday when they host Columbus. Um, Zach Bogosian missed his second consecutive game with an unspecified injury. Andre Vasilevsky was back after the whole confusion going into the game on Wednesday in Minnesota, but Vasilevsky was back uh, between the pipes, played well. Hung out to dry. There's only so much you can do as a goalie when it's five on three in that situation. So, uh, but you know the the I don't want to call it concerning at this point. But you know you're almost to the midway point of the season, and the Lighting have played 18 games on the road. They're nine and nine. Yes, the old adage is win your games at home, and they've done a fair share of that. They're a pretty good home team. But they're 9-9 on the road. I think you just expect more out of this team at this situation when they're on the road. And look, we're... You know, tonight was game number 38, so they'll reach the official midway point of the season next weekend in St. Louis. That'll be game number 41 on the season. So you're not quite to the halfway. But they are going to have to pick up their road game. Right? Right? You can't rely just on your home games. You have to be better on the road. And 99 to this point, it's uh, it's just not going to cut it. You have to be better on the road and not rely just on your home games. All right, Columbus comes to town on Tuesday. They are in full um, fall hard for Bedard. In, in that mode, they got one win in 10 games, and that one win came against Chicago, who was in their own sort of Connor Berdar tank mode uh, as well. So um, another game that, you know, you feel you should win. Blue Jackets are struggling. Quick two games on home ice, Tuesday, Columbus, Thursday on, uh, against Vancouver uh, before you go out on the road for five, and this is a long road trip. You're in St. Louis on Saturday. In Seattle on Monday, you play Vancouver and Edmonton back-to-back, and then you end the road trip in Calgary. So it's a nine-day road trip, five games and nine nights. Uh, out west, different time zones, so that's going to be a tough road trip. So you you want to get your road game cleaned up uh, out there, and that's not an easy place to do it. St. Louis, a big, heavy team. Seattle we saw in December improve, certainly from their expansion year. Uh, kind of falling off the pace a little bit out west, uh, but there's still a team that likes to possess the puck and, and can kind of put some pressure on you. Uh, Vancouver, who knows what you're going to get out of the Canucks. Edmonton, always difficult to win in Edmonton. It's the Connor McDavid, Leon Draisaitl show. You know, especially if you're going to put those guys on the power play, you're going to put yourself in a position that's going to be difficult, uh, and then you close it out. In Calgary with an afternoon game um, at the Saddledome, um, you know, But Columbus is first, a game you feel you should win. Uh, I assume Victor Hedden will be back by then. A good chance to rest here. It's a rare three-day break in the schedule here. No game Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. I assume that the team will definitely be off on Saturday. Most likely we'll have Sunday off as well and return to practice on Monday to get ready for Tuesday's game uh, against the Blue Jackets. So a um, ch- chance to get your game right, chance to get – your game right on home ice before you head back out on the All right, that's going to wrap it up for me. Again, if you're not a subscriber to my site, lightinginsider.com, use the code podcast. When you sign up, I'll give you $10 off the first year of a yearly subscription uh, that does renew every year. So $10 off the first year for the most experienced insights and analysis. You're going to get uh, more detailed than what I give you here. On the podcast, uh, feature stories as well. Good story up on Mikhail Sergachev, how hard he is on himself. The story I wrote a month ago on Brandon Hagel and the tattoos he has on his arms and how they relate to family, which has helped him, you know, relate to his new hockey family here. So you get those kind of things up on the website as well. Uh, me and Chief, the pregame skate show, will be on the air 6 o'clock on the strike, 102.5 HD2, Lightning Radio 24-7 on the TuneIn app, six o'clock. We're live from Cigar City Brewing Tap Room. Uh, on that, uh, for for uh, for every home game, we're there one hour beforehand, um, and then uh, the game. So, uh, as always, thanks for listening. Special shout out to Stephanie. Good luck on Tuesday, Stephanie. Please let me know when uh, things are good with you uh, after you know what's uh, what you got to do there. Uh, so. Thanks for listening. Again, as always, thanks for the support, and we will talk soon.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone.